Hello and welcome. My name is Brent Weaver and this is the Digital Agency Show. The podcast that goes behind the scenes with today's top agencies and entrepreneurs. I am really glad you're here. And once again, it's time to transform your business mindset. Hey, what's up, digital agency owners and podcast listeners. Before I introduce today's guest, I want to ask you a quick question. Are you currently stressed out, cash crunched, or fed up with your business? If you feel this way, you might think that you have a lead generation problem, or maybe that it's the area you live in, or maybe this market has become too competitive. Maybe you think that your business can't be turned around, and I want you to think again. In my many years of experience, I can tell you now that it's something much deeper that you're likely not even aware of yet. It's like a client who comes to you saying they need a website or Facebook ads or maybe a mobile app developed, but they don't even realize the deeper challenge or opportunity that's blocking them from success. Now, if you'd like to find out what your deeper challenge is, then I want to invite you to apply for a YouGurus strategy call where we'll dig into those underlying issues and get you moving forward like never before. The aha moments will shift the way you think forever, and you'll finally get the answers as to why your business hasn't taken off. The number one most important decision to rapidly grow your business starts by booking your strategy call. Go to yougurus.com slash apply to start your application process for this free call. Once again, go to yougurus.com slash apply to get started. All right, let's introduce today's guest. Hello, hello, podcast listeners, digital agency owners. Welcome to another episode of the Digital Agency Show. I'm your host, Brent Weaver. We have a wonderful show for you guys this week. Uh, we are going to be talking about the topic of hosting, and we have a, a good friend of mine, Austin Felton, joining us today. His company is Entree Cloud, which is a WordPress cloud hosting company for influential entrepreneurs and digital agencies. And uh, Austin has been working with digital marketers and online businesses for many years, creating websites and apps. And he found from his experience, the hosting industry was severely broken, and most entrepreneurs didn't know how it was negatively affecting their bottom line. And I know as um, as, a, as a former agency owner, and lots of agency owners are in my daily conversations right now, hosting is always something that comes up on projects. It's something that is involved with almost every single website. Imagine that. Uh, and there's such a variety of different hosts out there, and there's so many complex issues that come around hosting. And uh, I think we all know or have all experienced a website going down at some point or a client's website going down. So this is a topic that's probably has been or is on the mind of almost every single one of our listeners. So we're going to dive deep into that. Austin, want to welcome you to our show. Yeah, Brent, thanks. It's great to be here. So Austin, how did you get into uh, the hosting business? Like where, what was the genesis of EntreCloud? <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, that question is basically uh, my short life story is, is how we're <laughs> you, know, you were born and then you started a hosting company, right? Yeah, yeah, basically. I mean, you know, my, my story is really, really interesting. I've never been employed in my entire life. Um, so I've always been an entrepreneur since day one, you know, and, and my, my interest in technology started when I was pretty young, you know. Um, I really have my little sister to thank for, for me getting interested into technology when I was 10, we had this old beige computer that I used to play this, you know, stupid video game. We didn't even have internet, you know, the, the only purpose of this thing was for me to play this game. 
And I remember one day my little sister uh, put a Reese's cup in the CD tray and then closed it, mm. you know? And, and it was back in the days where you had to have the disc in the drive to be able to play the game. And I was distraught, you know, because I couldn't play my little game. And, and uh, so basically what I did was, you know, I was like, look, this thing is, is worthless if I'm not going to be able to play this. So I just got a screwdriver and I started taking this thing apart. I had no idea what I was doing. I didn't have internet. I didn't have a service manual, but I took that thing apart. I knew, I didn't know what a laser was, but I knew there was chocolate on something and that it was preventing this thing from playing. I took it apart, cleaned it off, put it back together. Lo and behold, it worked. You know, so that was, that was how I initially got really interested in how things worked and really curious about technology. And it just, you know, the, the inner workings of things fascinated me from a really young age. <clears throat> and then when I was, when and, I was, and I think Austin, I just, uh, you know, I, I just want to bring up, I wonder how for, I mean, cause, cause I know from my own story, like gaming or trying to get computer games to work when I was younger. And for a lot of people that are in this industry was actually one of the major reasons why they got to know computers. Just like you said, your, you know, your game wouldn't work. So you had to open up the computer and figure out components and that doesn't really exist anymore. Games just work. And so I'm just, it'll be interesting to see how, how that, that, uh, you know, evolves for like the newer generations, but, uh, I'll let you continue on and how you got into the hosting business. But I just, I think that's fascinating. I, I didn't know that about you, but I think it's interesting that so many people share that, that, uh, that Genesis of trying to get computers to work was why they got into computers. Yeah, totally. And I mean, you know, when, when something's not working, that's, that's the genesis of, you know, your problem solving ability, you know, and that's, I think being an entrepreneur is, is a lot of it is about having that creative problem solving ability and, and seeing how things work and finding the broken piece and fixing it. You know, it's this, it's a pretty generic thing that, that is a, a skill set for entrepreneurs. Sweet. So, so basically when I was 15, I started a little IT company, you know, I was, uh, I had a permit to drive uh, drive a car. Uh, supposed to have an adult with you. I didn't. I just uh, I bought a crappy car on Craigslist for a thousand dollars, and I was driving around hustling on Craigslist, replacing broken iPhone screens, removing viruses, building computers for people. You know, and it started to to build up pretty quickly. And before I knew it, you know, when I was uh, seventeen, it was a six figure business. I had hired my first person. You know, I was, I was making all sorts of mistakes, but, but figuring it out on the way and, you know, it, it started to really work. Um, and then when I was 18, I landed my first contract, uh, with a big corporation and basically my company would go in and, and repair all their IT stuff. Come to find out later, this was a, a billion dollar private equity firm based in Dallas where I grew up. And there I learned all about, you know, leadership and the whole corporate world and really, really knew at that point, I did not want to work in the corporate world. And that was definitely not for me. <laughs> um, but, but I got, I got so many amazing skills from that experience. And, uh, you know, it really set me up for success. I, I was going to college uh, in the evening and running my business during the day. And, you know, it, it started, it started to really work. I still felt like there was something missing though. You know, there, there was a little piece that, that just wasn't quite there. I felt kind of stuck in Dallas. And I got an email one day from our, our mutual friend, Evan Pagan. Uh, some might know him on the internet as uh, David D'Angelo, one of the, the OGs of the internet marketing and uh, dating advice for men space. And 
I got this email and said, if you're between the ages of 18 to 24 and you have a business or a business idea, come make a five minute video about it. And if we like you, you can come to this high growth business training seminar that normally costs $6,000. You can come for free, you know? And I was like, great. What do I have to lose? You know, I, I went into it with, with low expectations. I made this video. I got accepted. I showed up in Chicago and you know, my mind was completely blown. I learned about business and marketing and transformation and, and, and money and relationships, just all this stuff. And met so many amazing individuals who were really creating impact in the world and living a life of freedom. And, you know, that inspired me. And, and there was, uh, you know, some, these people paid $6,000 to be there, right? You know, they were really successful entrepreneurs. And then Eben kind of blindsided us and all 13 of the scholarship winners, he said, Hey, you guys are going to speak on stage in front of these 400 entrepreneurs. <laughs> your business. So, sounds like Eben. Yeah. Yeah. Really putting us on the spot. And I was so nervous. Like I, I had never spoken in front of anybody before, let alone 400, you know, entrepreneurs. So, so I got up there and you know, something came over me and I just absolutely killed it. And I was the last person to present. And, um, you know, out of that, uh, Eben became kind of a mentor to me. He took me to some of his uh, events and that's actually where I met you, Brent. And, and, um, you know, that, that really made a huge shift in my life. Uh, within six months of that conference, I dropped out of college, moved to Austin, Texas and sold the IT business. So that is, uh, that's the setup for how, <laughs> you know, we're, we're getting, we're getting to the, the punchline here, which is how I, I started a hosting company. And, and, but, uh, and, and just, you know, I, I want to highlight, cause you were in kind of this, you know, you had a very untraditional start with entrepreneurship in that, uh, you know, and I, I know it sounds typical, like, oh, I started a business when I was 15, but there's plenty of entrepreneurs out there. The vast majority of them have not, did not start a business until later on in their life, whether it was a second career, whether it was after, you know, they, they started working at uh, another place and got, you know, a lot of experience and then they started a business. Um, but it's just interesting that I feel like so many people are going to college in this kind of, uh, you know, one size fits all ish kind of system of education that's been around since, you know, before even the industrial revolution. And you go to one conference with entrepreneurs and people that are actually doing this stuff in real life, not doing it in a university setting. And it sounds like you got more motivation, connection, network, more of a catapult from that experience than you had up until that point from college. Obviously you left college after that point. So once, once you realize like, Hey, I'm an entrepreneur and then you get around other people, it seems like, and this happened to me too, right? Like college became kind of a waste after that. Once you, once it clicked in my head that, you know, this was my tribe over here and no longer these people over here, you kind of just leave. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I'm hopelessly pragmatic in that way. You know, I really did weigh my options and, and it was a nerve wracking decision for sure. But, you know, it came down to, on one hand, you know, learn more about technology uh, in a university setting or learn directly from successful entrepreneurs, uh, you know, straight from the horse's mouth, right? Based on experience instead of based on some kind of theoretical understanding of something. And it was pretty clear which which was the right decision for me after that. So you sell the IT business. You're you're in Austin still. Yes, yes. And right after that, I was like, all right, well, uh, I really want to get into the software space. And so I had 
I had the some experience with technology side of things in college. I studied uh, the data center stuff, which gives me a leg up in the hosting space. Um, but I knew nothing about software. And so I went on a journey of learning how to build software and less of me doing it myself. You know, one of the things I learned at that conference was like delegation. You need to find people who are experts at things better, better than you at certain things and empower them to do what they do best. Um, and so I started hiring developers all over the world. You know, I started in um, India and Pakistan and, and then in the Philippines and then in South America and slowly getting better and better and better at creating amazing products. Um, learned more about project management and, you know, read all the books and, and understood the process of taking an idea or a pain point that somebody has and reverse engineering it into a piece of software that solves a specific problem or a specific need, you know? And so that's how the agency was born, you know, building web apps for people. We've built all sorts of crazy things like financial tools and crowdfunding platforms and even a, a management system for a law firm, you know, things like that. Uh, and it was really, really amazing. Such a great learning experience. Built WordPress sites as well. Um, and, you know, in the process of, of creating these, these new relationships with these amazing people and finding ways to serve them based on the, the problems and the pain points they were having, uh, we, we saw that hosting was one of those big things, you know, and it happened to be something that I had significant experience with, you know, from the, the things that I learned uh, in college. And I coupled that with the software and I said, look, I, you know, this agency is great. It was making us a lot of money, but I really wanted to create a recurring revenue stream. And I really wanted to, you know, create a business that was super scalable. And so I took everything that I learned in the agency building software and we built the first version of the web hosting platform. Uh, and it worked, you know, it, uh, the, the pilot went well, it was generating revenue. Um, it was still a side project at first, but then, you know, we kept talking to people and, and, and expanding that relationship or all of our relationships with people in the entrepreneur space, internet marketers. And, you know, there was an opportunity to build something truly amazing in that space. So we, we went on the journey of building version two, which we just launched in March of this year. And, um, you know, it's, it's really starting to work and we created a product specifically for, for web design and web development agencies as well. And, um, yeah, that's, that's kind of the story of, of, uh, my entrepreneurial journey and how I created a hosting platform. So what were some of the problems that you identified in the hosting space, um, when you guys were, were building sites for other people or talking with other entrepreneurs. Obviously you had enough of a, you saw enough of a pain to go after it. What were some of the, the high level problems? Uh, maybe let's just start with businesses and, and, and then we'll start talking more specifically about how agencies interact with hosting companies. But what are, what are some of those big um, issues? I know in your kind of our, our pre-interview, you, you talked about how, you know, they don't know how much it's affecting their bottom line, but um, what, what are some of those things that weren't being solved by existing hosting companies? Yeah, of course. I think one of the big ones was, you know, these online marketers and, and people who are growing their businesses with all these marketing campaigns, you know, they do these huge launches. And when they would launch these new products, their site would slow down or go down and end up ruining their launch and costing them so much money and, and headache and relationships with their affiliates and the people that help them grow their business. And, you know, most of the hosting companies out there, 
they don't, they didn't really allow you to have this big influx of traffic without your site going down. You know, the only option was to hire an engineer and use something like Rackspace or Amazon Web Services and build something that scales. Uh, but that's really expensive. You know, there, there's not, there wasn't something that at a, at a really reasonable price point uh, could help people with their launches. So that was a big one. The other big one was speed. So many sites on the internet are super, super slow. And people don't realize that, you know, there, there's a statistic out there from, from Kissmetrics that says if your site takes more than three seconds to load, um, uh, 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 it costs you a certain percentage of conversion. And that's huge for people, right? You know, if, if uh, you know, Google's ranking algorithm also has a huge effect on, uh, or speed has a huge effect on Google's ranking algorithm, like two, two sites uh, all being, all other things being equal, if one of them is slower, it's going to rank lower in Google, right? Which literally translates to lost dollars. And then also um, in terms of customer experience and, and the whole bounce rate thing, if, if you know, we, we live in a day and age of instant gratification, nobody's going to sit there and wait for your site to load. You know, they, if it's not instant, they leave, they bounce. And that means uh, lost revenue as well. So speed was another huge thing that we wanted to tackle. And, and most of these hosting companies out there just didn't prioritize that. Um, and when you say most of the hosting companies, kind of the, the, the typical low dollar commodity, cheap shared WordPress type host that somebody might get for, you know, in, in the single digit amount of dollars per month. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, Bluehost, Hostgator, you know, um, uh, GoDaddy, all of these kinds of companies, they they tend to be more budget hosting. They're, they're a specific type of hosting called shared hosting, which basically means that all of the sites are uh, coexisting on one server, which means that huge possibility of cross-contamination if there's some virus infection. You know, if one site gets it on the server, it's possible many will. And they're all sharing resources, which means that, you know, if one of them is using a lot of resources, then all the other ones slow down. So that is something we aim to, to solve with what we built. Now let's talk about how agencies interact with hosting. I know for a lot of people, this is a, an area that always seems attractive to get into because maybe there's a little bit of recurring revenue. Uh, I, I remember back in the day when we were running our agency, we had uh, gosh, man, like 50 plus websites that were hosted on one server that we had at a co-location space that was a single hard drive, no raid, and there was no redundancy whatsoever. And that thing crashed and we really weren't even charging that much for hosting and the amount of pain and anguish that that caused us of having to basically, uh, you know, rebuild from old backups, uh, 50 client websites and get new servers set up was was kind of a nightmare for the uh, amount of money that we were actually making on hosting. And and after that incident, we we found other partners that were you know their business was hosting, and then they we partnered with them uh, instead of that. But I know a lot of people. I mean, there's so many different models out there. There are the model where you um, you know you you take care of hosting your clients' websites because you built them and you're doing it on your own servers. There's that kind of more partner model, like what we did, where we partnered with another hosting company, but we were still you know owning the billing relationship and basically the the web customer care on top of uh, that very reliable hosting environment. And then there's other people that just say, "Hey, host wherever you want." 
and we'll just, you know, install our files and you own the hosting and we want nothing to do with that. Uh, so I know there's a handful of models out there that, that web and digital agencies use. Um, what are some of the issues and problems that you guys have seen come up for agencies when it comes to hosting their client sites? Yeah, totally. I mean, you, you nailed some of the big ones. You know, if you try to do it yourself, you better have an engineer on staff, you know, and, and being available for 24-7 support if there's an issue with the website is, is a total pain. Um, it's, it's much easier to find somebody who's, who specializes in that and that's their expertise and partnering with that person. Um, and then, you know, the other, the other scenario that you laid out is, all right, you know, the agency's told all of their customers they can have whatever host they want and just send me your logins and we'll manage it that way. Well, now you have a hundred different logins in so many different places and it becomes such a headache to, to keep up with that stuff. Uh, to to you know know where those things are and keep them up to date and security is also a huge problem too because you know people on your team are like copy and pasting passwords and you know sending it via email and stuff like that which is a total no no um, so there's a lot of problems with that model as well and what we've done is really you know we talked to 20 different agencies before we built the agency platform and really really figured out what all the issues were and tried to solve them. And I think we've done quite a good job at that. The way our model works is a little bit different. The whole, the whole purpose of agency hosting is to see all of your clients in one place and to be able to quickly and easily manage your team and any outsourcers, contractors, or developers who are working on the, uh, on the sites with you. So that's exactly what we did. We started by completely eliminating um, usernames and passwords. So everything is one click, automatic login, super secure, right? You log into our hosting application, it will detect, all right, you've got this permission with these organizations, here's what you can log into, and then you just click to log in. Uh, and so as an, as an agency, it really simplifies things because you just type in the email address of somebody on your team, and now they have access to all the sites in your organization, they get their own login to view things. Alternatively, you can drill down on one specific site and add somebody there Maybe you have like a developer designers working on one site, you can add them there and they're just added to that individual site. So now you've got the super granular, you know, flexibility of managing your team. And now you have all of your sites in one place, super easy to manage. And then on the, uh, you know, on the billing side of things, we've also had a lot of flexibility there. So, you know, by default, the, the agency pays us per site per month. And then they can charge their client whatever they want as part of the packages that they've already created. And that's usually what most people do. However, in some cases, you might want a customer to pay us directly. So you just press the client billing button on that website and it will uh, transfer the ownership to the end customer, the agency's customer, and they set up their billing profile with us and you get an affiliate commission. So that's a, that adds this huge level of flexibility of, I still want to manage somebody's site in my dashboard, but I want them to pay the host directly for whatever reason. Um, or they can all be that way if that's the way you prefer it, if you don't have the facilities to build or manage billing with your clients. So that's, that's some of the way that we've automated this stuff for agencies. So you guys specifically work with WordPress and, uh, you know, and I, obviously you, you have solution uh, for WordPress hosting that's cloud-based for agencies. 
Uh, I'm sure you know a lot about that. But what are some of the things that are nuanced about WordPress? Because you guys haven't chosen to just be a an open-ended hosting company, come host whatever you know uh, applications or whatever types of sites that you want on our host. Uh, you're very specific that this is a WordPress hosting environment. So uh, what is that? Um, you know, why did you guys choose to do that? And what are some things that people uh, should be aware of if they are choosing to uh, run or manage their clients' WordPress hosting environments? Sure. Well, the reason why we chose WordPress is, you know, there, there's several CMSs out there, but WordPress uh, accounts for over 20% of the websites on the internet. So that's a huge market share. And the other thing is, you know, we could choose to do one thing really well, or we could choose to do everything in a mediocre way. And and that's not how we do things. You know, so we decided to drill down with WordPress and really offer a streamlined service specifically for WordPress that it allows us to to standardize things with the technology. Um, If we were trying to build technology for multiple different kinds of sites, I don't think we uh, would have done uh, would have done all of them quite well. So that's why we chose that. Can you repeat your second question? What are some things that people should be aware of when it comes to hosting their clients' WordPress sites? Uh, I, I assume a lot of listeners, at some capacity, some of them are quote unquote, managing their clients' WordPress sites. That might mean that they're doing updates and patches and and and, and things like that. Um, for some other people, it, it might mean that um, they're not doing anything. They're just, you know, getting some revenue from hosting their, their clients' WordPress sites. So what are some of the nuances about WordPress that make that kind of hosting environment different? Hmm. Well, let me answer that in a different way. I think Specifically, if you're hosting your customer sites yourself on a server that you manage to some degree, that's a very high liability situation. If something happens to that server and those sites go down, that could be, uh, you know, you could be liable for those, those people's data, right? Like the, those websites are their livelihood. So, and that, that's not necessarily to say don't host your, your customer sites yourself. It just means make sure that you have a um, data breach and uh, cybersecurity liability policy with some kind of business insurance company uh, so that you are protecting yourself and that you have yourself covered. I think that's really important. Um, Yeah, I mean... But then I think, you know, you've got people that might be hosting their clients' WordPress sites with a company let's, you know, like the GoDaddy's, the the Bluehost, HostGator, et cetera, and, and they're getting paid to quote unquote, you know, manage that site because WordPress needs to be updated and maintained and security and all that kind of stuff. So, so what are some of those things that you should be looking out for and um, how, how do you guys approach that? Do you mean specifically in terms of choosing the right hosting company to work with? No, I'm just talking about what makes WordPress hosting uh, different. Like, what 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 is it unique about WordPress that means that you have to have a specific environment for WordPress versus just hosting it in, uh, you know, a place that has like that runs PHP? Like, cool, this here's a hosting environment. It can run PHP. I'm going to install WordPress myself, and I'm just going to, you know, now my client's website's hosted. I'm not taking care of the server infrastructure, but um, you guys specifically chose WordPress, so you're saying that you do something beyond just here's a folder, put your files here, things are different. Sure. I think, I think what you're asking is what's the difference between managed WordPress hosting and just any old regular hosting. 
Um, and the, the huge difference there is with managed WordPress hosting, you know, the, the hosting company is taking care of many aspects of, uh, managing WordPress itself as we're a regular hosting company. They don't necessarily, um, offer those things out of the box. For example, we back up your WordPress site every hour. Um, we monitor the site for downtime. The moment it goes down, our team will get an alert and check it out. Um, we offer a development environment for your site, which is great for your developers. It means you can copy your live site over to a dev site and test around, you know, update things, play around with it. And then when you're done, push it back over to live. Uh, and then of course we offer free SSLs for life for all of our websites. You know, these are things that are, uh, you know, specific to, um, we can offer these tools and, and these benefits specific to WordPress because of the way that we built the platform as where with regular hosting, you know, you get the C panel and it's got a million different options because it's not designed to specifically support WordPress. It's designed to support all different kinds of things, you know, and it becomes more technically complicated in that way. Um, there's a lot of bloated software. If, if you, if you have C panel, for example, is this big bloatware that, you know, lets you manage a hundred different kinds of sites but it's not specific to WordPress. So there's all these extra things that you just don't need, you know? And so WordPress hosting allows us to really focus in on this is the kind of site that we're supporting and we can offer a, a much uh, higher level of value for WordPress in that way. And it means that our uh, interface, the dashboard that we've built for our customers is so easy to use. It's just stupid simple. As where if with a regular hosting company, you've got, way too many options and you need, you know, a computer science degree just to change something. I want to talk a little bit about, uh, the, um, kind of size and demand of a typical client site and what are some things or different tiers where things start to change. And I'm not talking about like, uh, you know, your, your, your pricing tiers for your customers. I'm talking about more of, uh, from a traffic level, at what point do, at any point, do the dynamics of hosting change and what are some of those types of numbers? So if I have a client that's uh, obviously a, a website that's doing 100 visits a week is not going to be a huge deal. Um, but if I have a client that's doing, you know, a couple of million uh, visits per month, um, that's obviously a little bit higher uh, capacity type website. Um, what are some of those points that things change? And, and is it consistent traffic or is it some of these peaks that you talked about, you know, you've got a marketer who's doing a big launch that's got, you know, 25 affiliates that are all going bananas over a course of three or four days. Um, are there any points where you guys, you know, that, that an agency should be aware of to, to have a different conversation or to bring in somebody that's a, a more engineer type level to talk about, you know, high traffic type websites or high traffic launches? Sure, sure. I mean, in terms of traffic, if this, if your site is getting, or if your client site is getting, you know, 2000 page views a month or less, you don't really need super scalable, high performance hosting, right? The, if, if you're still trying to convert traffic with the websites and it's not, uh, you know, it's a website that's, that's actively you're making and generating sales from obviously speed is really important for that website, but the whole scalability thing is less important in that case. Once you start getting to the five to 10,000 mark, you know, that's when you should start looking at a more premium web host that can handle a little bit more traffic. Uh, 
But you know, consistent traffic is not what you need the whole scalability thing for. What you need it for is these massive spikes from tons of uh, random influxes of traffic, whether that's from affiliates or from you know uh, paid traffic through Facebook or Google or whatever source. If you're if you're running traffic at all and you don't have a premium web host, you're leaving money on the table. How, how so? You say leaving money on the table just because the uh, the visitor is gonna if it's you know taking too long to load, they're gonna bounce from the site just because of a specific speed or the site being slow issue. Exactly. Interesting. So yeah, that was that. That's helpful. I mean, it's helpful for me just to kind of have you know somebody that's inside the hosting industry to talk a little bit about traffic and at what point you should start worrying about that and when can you not have to worry about that and that's that's really helpful. Sure. Austin, are you ready for lightning round? Sure, let's do it. All right. What is the best advice you've ever received? Yeah, I would have to say that you know one of my mentors told me once: hire fast and uh or sorry uh, fire fast and hire slow that one has served me very well in my career because i've you know i've worked with so many different kinds of people but you know uh it takes a long time to find the right people and the more you can create a scenario where you really get to experience what it's like to work with someone before you bring them on the team the better um but the moment that somebody becomes toxic to your culture, to your, your work environment, you've got to cut them as soon as possible. And, um, you know, I've, I've definitely made that mistake before, like out of, out of necessity, I've kept people on longer than necessary. And, and I think that I've lost a lot of money because of that. So, um, I think that's a really valuable piece of advice that I received. Yeah, that's great. Which of your personal habits has contributed most to your success? Oh, hands down daily meditation. You know, I feel like if I take some time in the morning to really get connected to myself and, um, you know, before I jump into to work and, and everything, like, I think the worst thing you can do is roll out of bed and pick up your phone and start looking at notifications um, because, you know, you haven't taken that time to center yourself and, and get connected to yourself. So that always sets me up for success. I feel, you know, 10 to 20% happier and more productive when I meditate before I start my work day. That's great. Do you use any tools or apps for meditation or any, any suggested starting points for people? Yeah, absolutely. I use this app called Insight Timer and it's really great. It's like uh, a meditation app and there's all these different contributors that create uh, various different meditations. Um, I, I love it. I love it. I, it's primarily what I use unless, uh, and they also have a, a part, a feature on the app that allows you to just set a timer with some calm background music if you want to meditate without anyone influencing it. I assume you don't have uh, little kids at home. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> you know, as somebody that has a, a set eight month old now and a three year old, usually I am not going to be able to meditate first thing in the morning. It's not my phone that I look at. It's a crying baby that wakes me up. So that's the, uh, you know, so, so for those of you that have little kids, maybe we need to find some other time of the day that can, we can meditate. Um, but I appreciate that uh, suggestion and the, the tools there. Uh, can you share an internet resource or, a, um, a tool that you use like Evernote or Trello or, you know, something outside of meditation? I know we just talked about that, but any other internet resource that you find invaluable for your business? Hmm. Yeah, we really love Trello for project management, but let me see if I can think of something a little more unique. 
Ooh, you know what's really great? We use Intercom for all of our live chat and it's pretty amazing. It also has a really cool knowledge base where you can create support articles for your customers and they're beautifully designed. And the Intercom chat, when you have an agent or somebody on your team who's talking to a customer, it will automatically suggest these support articles based on the words that um, the customer is typing into the chat. So that's really helped a lot with customer support. I'd say like a good percentage of the, the requests or questions we get are just automatically answered by this little AI that just gives them articles we've already written. Sweet. I like that for anybody that has a, a support heavy business. Um, that, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, what book could you recommend and why? Ooh, ooh, that's a good one. Let's see. I'm reading a book right now that I really think anyone who is in a marketing or sales role should absolutely read. It's called Pitch Anything by Oren Clafton. I met Oren at an event a couple of weeks ago and he suggested his own book and man, it is so good. It really debunks a lot of the old adages about always be closing and you know high pressure sales tactics and there's really a better way to do it that doesn't involve you know, closing two out of every 100 sales and working yourself to the bone just to, to close a sale. Uh, it teaches you how to come from a place of, um, of, of status and power when you are selling, which is, you know, much more successful and much less pressure. And it's a lot easier. And I think it's a fantastic book. Highly recommend it. Nice. It's been on my, my reading list, my to, my to-do list, my my list of good intentions for a little while now. So I uh, always love to have a book recommended a couple of times before it makes it into the actual uh, red list. Uh, so I appreciate that. We'll share that link with our listeners uh, in our show notes. How can our audience find out more about you? And is there anything that you have uh, for them? Yeah, absolutely. So you can check us out at entrecloud.com. Uh, if you're an agency, entrecloud.com slash agencies, uh, entre just like entrepreneur. And I've got a special gift for anyone who is, um, you know, part of the, the Gurus community and is interested in working with us. We want to give a free month of agency hosting to anyone that signs up. So we've got a special link that is entrecloud.com slash Gurus offer. And um, you'll find that. And I've also got something else special for you if you check that out. Sweet. Well, we'll link out to that in our show notes. Uh, Austin, thank you so much for uh, stopping by today, talking about hosting, talking about WordPress hosting, talking about uh, fixing computers that uh, had uh, Reese's peanut butter cups stuck in the (laughs) CD-ROM tray. Uh, That one's going (laughs) to stick with me for a while. Yeah, man. It was really great. Thanks for having me. All right, guys, that is it for our show this week. Uh, Thanks for joining us. Stay tuned for another episode of the Digital Agency Show coming to you next week. Until then, I'm Brent Weaver. Thanks again for tuning in to the Digital Agency Show. Before we close out, I wanted to check in on your answer to my question from the beginning of the episode. Are you stressed out, cash crunched, fed up with your business? Now, if you feel this way, you might think that you have a lead generation problem. Maybe that it's the area you live in or that this market has gotten too competitive. Maybe you think that your business can't be turned around. And I want you to think again. In my many years of experience, I can tell you now it's something much deeper that you're likely not even aware of yet. It's like a client who says they need a website, Facebook ads, or a mobile app when they don't even realize it's a deeper challenge is blocking them from success. 
Now, if you'd like to find out what your deeper challenge is, then I want to invite you to apply for a strategy call where we're going to dig into those underlying issues in your business and get you moving forward like never before. The aha moments that you're going to have will shift the way you think forever and you'll finally get the answers as to why your business hasn't taken off. The number one most important decision to rapidly grow your business starts by booking your YouGurus strategy call today. Go to yougurus.com slash apply to start the application process for this free call. Once again, go to yougurus.com slash apply to get started. Thanks again for tuning in. Join us next week for another episode of the Digital Agency Show. 